COVID-19 continues to spread, and with it, the ferocious debates and culture wars surrounding public policy, risk assessment, and medical interventions. At this point, nearly two years in, we're almost all entrenched in whatever positions we have adopted, and most of us likely tired of the conversation altogether. A conversation which, ironically, I am perpetuating at this very moment. However, I encountered a surprising and meaningful insight on this week's Parsha that I believe, perhaps naively, certainly wishfully, that anyone can get behind. In the throes of the wild beasts, Arov, plague, Moshe and Paro are negotiating whether and how the Jewish people will be able to exit Egypt and serve God. Moshe promises to entreat God to cease the vicious plague. Behold, I am going away from you, and I will entreat by Yetar, the Lord, and the mixture of noxious creatures will depart from Paro, from his servants, and from the people tomorrow. Only let Paro not tease anymore by not letting the people go to sacrifice the Lord. So Moshe went away from Paro and entreated the Lord. Rashi comments that the word Vayetar connotes an intensive level of prayer. Literally that he exerted himself in prayer on Paro's behalf. The great 20th century ethical master Rabbi Shlomo Volbi asks why Moshe would concern himself to such a degree with the plight of his Egyptian tormentors. Certainly he could have sufficed with a more modest request that God retire the beasts to allow the Jews better conditions. His resolution is profound. As refined human beings, Rabbi Volbi insists, we must be capable of balancing multiple, even contradictory, emotions or impulses simultaneously. Moshe could both despise the Egyptians, pining for his own national liberation, and at once feel compassion for them, despite their torturous designs. Rabbi Yosef Weissman points out that God himself models this multifaceted approach. In several weeks, we'll read of the Jews crossing the Red Sea. As the chasing Egyptians enter the dry path, the waters come crashing down on them, submerging them all. At that moment, says the Talmud, the angels express their desire to sing God's praises. Yet he silences them with the rejoinder, The work of my hands is drowning in the sea, and you will sing before me. In other words, at the precise moment that God is rescuing his beloved chosen people and vanquishing their enemies, he simultaneously expresses compassion for his other creations, however corrupted they have become. In contrast, the Jews themselves do sing vociferously the famous song at the sea that until today occupies a prominent place in our morning prayers. Why is this permitted? Perhaps since the miracle has occurred to them personally, the Jews are obligated to express their gratitude to the Almighty. But in any other situation, we would be wrong to celebrate while others are suffering. I have witnessed multiple situations in which those who have argued bitterly over COVID policies may have occasion to say, I told you so, to others. Perhaps one's friend has resisted various interventions and become ill as a seeming result. Or in other cases, maybe someone with a more relaxed or risk-tolerant approach has been vindicated and has felt entitled to flaunt his victory. In either situation, shall we grow smug or self-righteous? Can we afford to surrender our sense of compassion for those who we feel have erred, even gravely? I assert that we cannot. We can and must embrace a vital duality, adhering to our own beliefs and perspectives while preserving feelings of love and empathy towards those who do not share them. In this manner, a variant of concern can engender a variant of compassion. Shabbat Shalom.